Good morning, everyone. Uh, figure I'll introduce myself a little bit first and then uh, leave you with some thoughts on the readings today. Uh, it'd be kind of nice for Jesus to have the last word, I think. <laughs> I'm Father James Lincolnheld, and I'll be here helping out for the summer. Uh, just a little bit about me. I'm from Belvedere. I'm the oldest of three. My little sister uh, is married and lives in Green Bay, Wisconsin. She's pregnant, and we're very excited for her due date in mid-August. Uh, and my little brother just graduated from Loris College in Dubuque, Iowa, and now he's in Police Academy to become a police officer for Dubuque. I did, I did three years of undergrad at the University of Illinois down in Champaign uh, before I felt the Lord's call, and so I dropped out to become a priest. <laughs> I figured that's a pretty good excuse for being a dropout. Uh. After that, uh, the Diocese of Rockford accepted me as a seminarian, and I went to do three years of philosophy at St. Gregory the Great Seminary in Nebraska. And my senior year there, I was uh, told I was gonna be sent to Rome to study theology, uh, where I was for four years. And then I came back last year, was ordained a priest last June, uh, praise God. And then I don't know what I did, but Bishop said to study more. So I went back again this past year, uh, and I still have one year to go. <laughs> Uh, so my studies continue there in Rome, and that's why I, only, I will only be around for the summer. I'll be leaving here early September. Uh, but I enjoy being outside, uh, golfing and fishing especially, uh, watching sports, watching movies, uh, pretty anything to spend some quality time with, with friends and family, uh, whatever we do. I'm excited to get to know each of you and to be here to help out in whatever little ways I can uh, to bring you a deeper awareness of our Father's love, our Father's love for each of us in Christ Jesus and to actually make that love present in your midst through the sacraments. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to that this summer. And so, speaking of the love of God, <laughs> our readings this weekend give us a beautiful expression of how faithfully and how deeply you and I are loved. The Israelites, we heard in our first reading, the Israelites think they have it made, and really they, they did for that time. Uh, they knew the one true God. He was close to them. He chose them to be uniquely his, peop his people, to know his ways, to know himself. Unlike other nations, he revealed the truth of things and guided them towards living a more human life. That's what the law does. That's what the Ten Commandments do. They help us to live a more human life. That's why it's written on our hearts. That's why it's not mysterious. But with that, the Israelites sort of become this like prideful little thing of, uh, we know what we need to do to make God happy. And it's with this sort of prideful spirit of knowing the ways of God that the scribe approaches Jesus in our gospel today. Like he's got it all figured out, what humanity needs to do uh, to please God. Except for, that is exactly backwards, friends. This idea of, I, I do this in order to please God and so I win eternal life, is exactly opposite of what's true. It's not that we have some behaviors so that God's happy with us, and we can hope to like sneak our way into eternal life. No, it's that God has gone to the very depths of our brokenness to show us that we are loved always, always. And we live differently because of that love. We don't live differently to try to win it. We live differently because we've already received it. The Good Samaritan parable uh, that Christ teaches us expresses this so beautifully, I think. Uh, first, it's Jesus who is this Samaritan, and it's you and me who are the ones who have fallen victim to the robbers. Uh, created to have the life of God, created to be in an intimate union and relationship with God, we fall victim to the deceiver, to the tempter, uh, 
to our own to our own brokenness and we are thus robbed of what we're made for we're left wounded and robbed of what we're made for this is our brokenness from original sin but it's also the brokenness that we continue to perpetuate in ourselves with every sin we commit who of us can look at ourselves and not see some kind of a wound from a sin it robs us of the life that we're made for the life of the father son and holy spirit the samaritan people were considered to be other by the Jews. They were sort of in the north and they had mixed marriages and so they weren't purely Israelites, but they were still sort of an offshoot, you know, sort of like the weird cousin Eddie of the Israelites. Uh, they are considered other. Well, Christ is other too. He is the eternal word of God. The Son, only begotten, will profess in our creed in a couple minutes. The image of the invisible God, St. Paul tells us, he's the beginning and yet he is also now the Word made flesh. This other, this divine has come among us. He has approached us victims here and now. He approaches us. Our brokenness doesn't turn him away. When we fall, we are not done, brothers and sisters. Our sins don't define us. Our wounds are, do not define us. At our worst, we are still not alone, left abandoned to figure out how we can win back God's favor. Absolutely not. Christ comes. He pours oil. He pours the wine. He comes to heal us and bandage our wounds, taking his, our woundedness on himself and giving everything, body, blood, soul, and divinity, his whole humanity, his whole divinity, are symbolized by those two silver coins he gives the innkeeper, he entrusts to the church. His two silver coins says, humanity and divinity gives everything to bring you and me back to life and back to the fulfillment we're made for in God's will. And having been made whole by his embrace, not by our own efforts, but by letting, but by his love, we in turn are sent out to be other Christs to those around us. As members of his body, we're him. He entrusts himself to us. He entrusts his mission to us because his love has made a real difference in us. And so we go out like other Christs and truly living by his life in us through baptism and through the Eucharist, we're able to find everyone to be neighbor, everyone to be neighbor. For the Christian, there are no strangers. There are no others unworthy or un unnecessary to love. For the Christian, friendship is the form of life. Because with outstretched arms on the cross, Jesus Christ has embraced everyone. He's welcomed everyone, reconciling all things to the Father. You are loved in your brokenness. You are sought out and chosen, however you are, right now this morning. You are sought out this morning. We don't need to have the perfect behavior to win God's love. It's the desire of Christ for us and his embrace that makes us whole and allows us to live differently, to approach our neighbor differently. And as we, so as we turn to celebrate the mystery of this love and the Eucharistic sacrifice at the Mass here this morning, what is something that you're ashamed of or something that you sort of are hiding from within yourself? Some attitude or something that you think you need to get over or some way you need to be more of in order to be loved by God. 
Because whatever that thing is, I invite you to bring that to the altar this morning. I invite you to bring that thing to Jesus in Holy Communion when you receive him this morning. Because he is the Samaritan, friends, seeking you and me right here, right now, in this time and place, exactly as we are. We are lovable, even at our worst. When we screw up and fall, we are still chosen. God will never change his mind about you. We just have to let him love us. So let's begin today. Amen.